Does he look like a bitch? I'm going to nutsack of a chin right off your face. I am serious. Now don't call me show. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Level Up, the only podcast that doesn't give a fuck about the gyms being open in lockdown. Um, yeah, amen. Like, there's a lot of people kicking off about it. I think it's fair game on either side, but they said it should be shut, so should be shut. And you can do fucking exercise anywhere. I put a tweet out on Twitter. Basically, I've deleted my Twitter account now. Bunned it off. <laughs> um, discontinued. But I'm all right with it, actually. I think it needed to go because it's, like, a lot of negativity on there. And it just, like... Yeah. I can't even remember what I said, but it was just literally, like, I don't get why the gyms need to be open. I don't get why everyone's so upset about the gyms not being open or something like that. And anyway, man's got clapped in. Um, I actually need it open because running on a treadmill is something that I can only do in the gym. (laughs) But yeah, anyway. Yeah, you can't run anywhere else. Only in the gym. Only in the gym. Right. Yeah. So, what what you been saying? What you been saying this oh, week? Oh man, I've been I've been in a weird um, hole of TikTok and mad people on the internet this week. I've just oh. been so deep in it. I keep seeing all these videos, and I'm intentionally liking like the weirdest TikToks I can find. So like the algorithm gives me all this mad shit. I fucking love it. And I found this guy called Fed Smoker. He was like this meth addict that used to just go up to people and uh, chat shit. Uh, particularly anyone in a like sort of uniform or an official position. And uh, I saw this one video where he, he rips out his own tooth with a packing knife. And then afterwards, he's sitting there with his tooth in his hand. And then he says, That's the way you do it, Falcon Car Rush. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just, I think he's, he's got one of them voices, man. I love his what voice. Did he say? That's the way you do it, Falcon Car Rush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in another video, he calls uh, he calls people this fungus fucks. <laughs> <laughs> he calls people fungus fucks. Fungus he sounds fucks. like a character from Big Mouth. <laughs> Which one? Sounds like a, he sounds like a Nick Kroll character from Big Mouth. Yeah, it does actually. What the fuck? Or like the little blonde girl from the little blonde girl from, yeah, um, from yeah. Big Mouth. That's like, oh yeah. <laughs> it to me it sounds like a Kurt Russell in an alternative universe where he just like fucked his life away. Fungus fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where I've been this week watching that shit. Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. You've had a very strange week then. Yeah, well, yeah. obviously we're back in lockdown, but it's not really <sighs> like no one in Britain is treating it like a lockdown. Well, yeah, it's weird. We have very different experiences of the lockdown right now because obviously I'm in a very small, sort of shitty little town on the outside of Bristol. Yeah, you're in a very remote place. Yeah, and, like, my work is done, so I don't need to go out other than to go to the shops. So we're just kind of just in the house. So for me, it's quite... It just feels like a normal lockdown. But it sounds like you've had a very different experience of it in London. Yeah, well, it's just... It's so busy out, mate. Like, we're in Ealing Broadway. There's still the French market still in the middle of Ealing Broadway. Everyone's busting through. You know what I mean? I'm still at work. What I don't get is WH Smith's is open. Like, how is how is WH Smith's an essential business to keep open during the lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, wait, I need to get that fountain pen. <laughs> wait, one sec, I need to go out and buy a drawing pad. <laughs> I need some half-price chocolate orange. Wait, I need to go and get the most expensive meal deal in the whole of the shopping centre. <laughs> I need to pay 15p for a carrier bag. 
I mean, it's not, is it? I mean, but there's loads of shops that are open. Now, but the thing is, is that when you argue that one is open, the next one is, well, they're open, why can't we be open? And yeah. and so on and so forth. If it's going to be a lockdown, it needs to be a lockdown, in, in my opinion. Like, everywhere needs to be locked down. Sort of like classic Tories, really, isn't it? They say they're doing something. Oh, we're doing a lockdown. But, like, all the rules are exactly the same as what they were before, so it just looks like we're doing something. <laughs> But we're not. Basically, we just want you to spend money until, like, just before Christmas, and then we'll probably be like, right, you're not allowed to go out anymore now. Like, it's so obvious. If that's what they're going to do, just say it. Stay at home if you can, but we're going to do a more serious lockdown by Christmas because we need the money. It's like, fucking hell. Yeah, man, it's just fucking... I'm I'm just speechless. Anyway, mate, like, let's move on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You go first this week. All right. Uh, when was the last time you pissed yourself in public? Wow. Is this is this a specific dig? Because you know the answer to the story. No. I just suddenly thought. Uh. When was the last time I did it? I I know my last time. I was. I think I was around thirteen or fourteen. So this is quite old. Uh, if I've got a big piss in me, I'm like I need to go to the fucking toilet somewhere now. I can't hold on. Um, and and I was in uh, Wilkinson's. <laughs> uh, I was in Wilkinson's uh, with my sister. I think my mum was about, but I don't know where she was. And uh, we were looking at the sweets, and then it just came over me. I was like, I fucking need a piss. And I started pissing myself. I was like, oh, shit. And I'd like, um, you know, them shit black joggers that, like, you wear until you're, like, fucking, like, 14, 15. Mm -hmm. I was wearing wearing them. So it it masked it pretty well. You couldn't really tell apart from, like, the pool of piss just appearing on the floor. So (laughs) so I I literally sprinted out the shop while I was still pissing, like, sort of doing that awkward walk. And then I was just so awkward. And I, I, could, I didn't have enough time to tell my mum where I was or anything, so I was just sat on this bench outside Wilkinson's on, like, the middle of a Saturday, <laughs> soaking wet trousers, waiting for my mum to come out. I was just like, uh, <laughs> piss myself in public. You the best to bus home as well. No, luckily it was, it was in Bedminster, so it was near where I lived at the time. It was still, like, a solid 20-minute oh, walk, that cold chafe you get when you're walking after you piss yourself. <laughs> Your inside legs just fucking sting but my favourite bit of the story is um, apparently after I ran out this like shop worker came up to my sister and she was like what's the matter with him was he okay and my sister said no no he just had an accident in the trouser department right and then the the woman went off to go and find the trouser department (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Well, so yeah, I've got a very specific story as well. So I must have been eleven, twelve, maybe. Basically, Mum took me to London Dungeons, right? And as you know, not a fan, not a fan of the horror. Oh no! Nah. <laughs> so I see where this is going. In and I was, I was hating it, mate. I was hating it. I. I was screaming, crying, screaming, crying through every tiny bit of it. Have you been there? No, I haven't, but uh, I, can, right, well, I can picture what it's like, yeah. Basically, there's a Sweeney Todd bit, right? It's all, like, separate rooms. There's, like, different places of, like, famous like, shit that's happened. Everyone sits in a chair, right? It's, like, a barber shop kind of thing, but it's all dark and gloomy. There's, like, this audio playing, and, like, your chair, like, rocks back. Right, and then like they've got these like air pumps, and yeah. the sound is like traveling around the room, and so it feels like Sweeney Todd is breathing on your neck. Oh no, mate, I shit up. I was literally <laughs> like, by this point, I was actually like, you know, like when a kid is like losing it, <laughs> like, and they're like, ah! like from, from yeah. so loud, and I was like, get me out, get me out. So basically, mum was like, all right. So we went to like the guy, and he was like, okay, like just give me one second, let me get everyone into the next room, and then I'll take you to the fire escape it through the, to the end, right? And so basically, we was like, all right. So we're going through the fire escape. So the first thing you see is like Henry the Eighth's like dead wives. They obviously get beheaded, right? So there's one of Henry the Eighth's dead wives sitting on like a fire escape stair in her full costume, 
right, with a cut throat as well. Oh my god! So there's blood pouring out of her throat, and she's on her phone, and she sees me getting escorted through. She looks up from her phone. She goes, "Oh, you're right, honey." And I literally, <laughs> literally lost it, mate. I was like, ah! and I just fucking like bolted. I bolted, pissed myself. Um, I was just sat in the toilet, like crying. <laughs> that's, that's that's like more fair enough though, because like you do get that uh, that instinct so when you know when it's like a survival instinct when you're running away to make yourself lighter. You like piss or shit yourself. It's like a, it's, it's an actual thing. So that's definitely what was happening there. Like your body was just in overdrive. Like, get out of this place now. Like, how old were you again? I, I really don't know, mate. Yeah, like it sounded like you were too young to be going there. Like, <laughs> but I think it's like it must be like twelve or thirteen that you're allowed to go in. I suppose. Yeah. Because it is just history, isn't it? But it's weird that like twelve, thirteen age it's like you're still kind of a kid you don't have that manly thing where you can be like no i can hold on to this i can do it i can do it like you're still in that in that phase where you're it's still kind of socially acceptable to be totally pissing yourself as well it's like we were still i was just still a child like yeah like 13 year olds now are like instagram influencers with like (laughs) like lip fillers And like, like doing like TikTok dances. Like, like that wasn't what it was like when me and you yeah, were a kid. Like, when I was 12, on 13, I was, yeah, I was still a child. Like, I was literally still yeah. a child. There wasn't any social media about. Like, you were literally just, like, you were like fresh yeah. crop. Like, what, what well, it's funny do? as well because I mean, uh, it's, we ha- we haven't told the Charlie story yet on here. I don't think. Yeah, no, we haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlie is, is your mate from home uh, and then like yeah. there was a big gang of us who went up to, to mine f- a few years ago and he had a rocky night we went on a rocky night before uh, and then he came back uh, in the middle of the morning he needed a shit big time um, and he was like running around the ha- my house trying to find the toilet I was still asleep so he couldn't like ask me he ran upstairs oh, and like, the bathroom the bathroom in, is, is like the toilet is in the, where the bath is and uh, he, he walks in my sister's in the bath she goes get out and then he's like, oh, fuck. Shuts the door and he's like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? Sees a plastic bag in my kitchen, runs into my garden in his socks, running through, like, the minefield of dog shit in my garden. And shits in this plastic bag. And then my garden sort of backs onto this train track. Uh, it did then. And then, uh, he, yeah, he shits in the bag, ties it, and then just fucking lobs it into the trees. <laughs> The thing is, though, when you're in that situation where you really need the toilet, there's yeah, like you just turn into a different person, don't you? Gotta you gotta go bare grills. Like, your animal instincts just come through instantaneously. You're like, I need to find somewhere discreet to get rid of this now, or we're all gonna die. Like, it seriously gets that intense. All right, okay, my question. Fuck yeah, we haven't even done your question yet. <laughs> Marry, shag, avoid, Thanos. The Thing and the Hulk. Fuck. <laughs> Either way, your anus is getting blasted. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Mate, talk about physically here. I don't think The Thing's got a cock. The Thing has a cock. He's definitely he got a cock. Reckon? Yeah. Like a little rock yeah. cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is one I'm straight away saying I'm not shagging the thing like that. <laughs> that would not be fun. <laughs> so probably I'll probably marry the thing because he he's the most like normal guy out of it. Like when when he's not like beating people up, he's just like a bloke. Like the the character of things is like yeah man. That's how we do it in the Falcon car wash. <laughs> Fungus fucks. Like, that sort of shit. So, yeah, I reckon, I reckon I'll probably marry the thing. Avoid the Hulk, man. That's, that's just too much to be dealing with. If he's Professor Hulk, is all right. But normal Hulk, fuck off. Um, <laughs> um, and then that means probably having to shag Thanos. But maybe, maybe you could do a thing where he he uses his stones to like wipe your memory about it afterwards. If he's like, yeah, I want to fuck you, 
uh, or I kill everyone. And you're like, oh, right, if it, if it means that everyone will die if I don't do it, do it. But can you, like, wipe my memory after? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably that's probably uh, where I'd go with that. I mean, imagine your first shit after a night with Thanos. Oh, my God. <laughs> He might also do a thing where um, he can make you like proportionate to him. So 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 there it's not like it's just not just like giving you anal prolapses for the rest of your life. God, uh, that's gone. That's gone dark and deep. We need to. <laughs> I know everything sounds bad. Right, right. Before we move on, you can explain the bit. We'll just say as well. This is really basically a link back to our to our last season. We talked about our animated movies and we basically hadn't seen any of each other's animated movies. We had no yeah. idea what either one was talking about, which was pretty fucking funny, really, when you look back on it. Um, so uh, this week we decided to watch some animated movies of each other's. So, yeah, Dave, crack on. Yeah, I, I made you watch the Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rat where rat <laughs> where rabbit <laughs> yeah uh, obviously I fucking loved this film I was I, I was already well into Wallace and Gromit in the last episode you asked me like what did I want to do when I was a kid and I said I wanted to be an animator from like the age of four through watching Wallace mm. and Gromit and then obviously growing up in Bristol as well it's all made in Bristol so it's kind of like a big part of the culture here you see like pictures of Wallace and Gromit everywhere and all of this sort of stuff yeah and I, f- I felt like when you watched it you-, you had seen this one before but years and years and years ago and when you were that age it probably wasn't the your kind of thing so I felt like to appreciate it more because there's a lot of adult jokes in there there's so much in there for for an adult audience that just adds that like extra level of like oh this this is why this is so good so I feel like to, to watch it again now, you would appreciate that shit a lot more. And then you made me watch How to Train Your Dragon, uh, which I had literally not seen before. It's kind of one of them ones that was, it's just always in the background. I know it, I know of it, I'd seen it about, but nothing had ever made me think, I, I'm going to go and watch that. I'm not a biggest fan of like dragon sort of shit anyway, but yeah. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Into the Unknown. I can go first if you like. Go on then, mate. First thing I've really got to say is... It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's such a smart movie and there's there's no way you can even like get past the first five minutes without sitting and thinking about how amazing it looks and what it is. There was just so many things about it that I just was really enjoying and what you said there before is so true. It's it's completely different watching it now. I like had such yeah. a great time watching it. That's when I watched it before I was just like, nah, whatever. Again, you're at that age. I was at that age where if I wasn't into it before, why is it going to interest me now? Firstly, just a shout out to uh, Julian Knott and Hans Zimmer on the music, mate. The music was fantastic. Oh, yes, yes. That big orchestral, like, had this kind of, like, action movie, brass band, like, feel to it, and it just made it feel, like, so much bigger, and I just... That was just being yeah. up, like, whoever, like, sat and wrote that score. Like, so I was watching... There's so much where there's no... There's so much where there's no speaking. And so you... And we've talked about before how, like music is the perfect accompaniment to that kind of void yeah. of no talking and when you're working the stop animation and and things that are that intricate the music is going to bring that scene along like another 50% like after all the hard work has been put in through the animation side so yeah I just found that the opening thing I was like this music's fucking amazing yeah, yeah. what were you going to say I just yeah I'll just say about the music um, Nick Park, the creator of Wallace and Gromit, he teamed up with the the guy that does the music for for the first film that they did, and the first film was initially Nick Park's final year uni project, and then he got involved with Ardman, the people that make all those animations, to sort of help him finish finish it off, and um, 
he initially wanted someone else to do the music, but they weren't available. And the guy that did do the music was like another uni student at his at his uni. And then they he he wrote that amazing Wallace and Gromit theme tune. And then since then they've worked together on like all the shit. So I love that that little story that they just fallen into meeting each other at uni and just carried it on. Just like the the way that they use known brands that everyone loves like you know, that's something that you definitely don't notice as a kid but you take a lot more in once you like grow up don't you like of what's going on behind the characters um just like brown flakes instead of like <laughs> cornflakes and like like you know smeg the fridge make yeah yeah, they had smug. <laughs> and um, like instead of daddy's brown sauce, it was mummy's brown sauce. Like, I just love those little like sprinkles of um, of like real life that are in there as well, making it yeah. seem a lot more fun. One of the things I loved about it was it was so British. I mean, it was so quintessentially British. Everything about it was so British. Um, and there's like so much play on the British language and the British dialect like within the movie like the people that live the people like the people that are in the town are a lot more like foreigners and like yeah <laughs> talk, talk like that you know what I'm saying like and then like and then there's like Lady Tottington and, and the other bloke the Lord Finklebottom like uh, Victor like, Quartermain all the way up there like there was one bit that I wrote down here that I quite liked it was like um, when he gets like sucked away and he's like I'll be with you in an <laughs> and then Lady Tottingham's like, I can't wait an hour. <laughs> like, it's just, like, stuff like that. It's just like so simple, but it's so like pleasing. Yeah. Like, there was one bit that I mentioned to you actually here. Um, mate, Gromit, man. What a G. <laughs> He's such a G, but mate, that dog's got some shit going on. <laughs> He's got some like stark fantasies going on in the back of his head what's weird is like he's the most relatable character to like the audience watching it than any of the other characters they're all kind of in this like make-believe panto land and then Gromit is always there like like just looking at Wallace like are you joking man <laughs> like he just looks him dead in the eye like like yeah he just looks at him dead in the eye you can almost see it like like him rolling his eyes like fuck's sake <laughs> but I just love those like I just think that's smart what else have I got here I love that Gromit breaks the fourth wall as well another good thing yes. to just connect yeah. with the audience yeah when they lock up all their sheds you know and they're locking their sheds up at night they've got their different locks and shit yeah different like security systems yeah because basically the main bit of the film is that there's this giant vegetable competition then Wallace accidentally turns himself into a were rabbit so he turns into this massive rabbit at night and then like ravages everyone's like produce that they've created and everything so like yeah then it all kicks off it's, it's definitely a lot of inspiration from um, American Wealth in London and those sort of classic sort of like uh, horror sort of universal horror films I was seeing a lot of those like little like nudges like throughout the movie the brilliant thing about it is like there's so many uh, film references throughout the thing like right back to the just the the bit where there's no the bits where there's no speaking it's just visual action that that really harks back to like the slapstick movies of the 30s and like Buster Keaton and people like that it's just got the entire world of film hi history within it but done in plasticine it's like fucking hell <laughs> it's mental isn't it absolutely mental <laughs> yeah i mean like it just it just encapsulates the british public like the bit yeah. where they're in the town hall and they're trying to work out what's going on, who's eating their produce, and you've got the policeman at the front, and his head looks like like a finger, like the top <laughs> yeah. of a finger. He takes his hat off, and his head is you know like a classic James policeman's hat. He takes that hat off, and his head fills the hat shape, and it really made me crease up. Um, and there was one thing that he said in his dialect thing as well, which is like, um, well, it looks like it could be arson, and everyone's like arson and there's like yeah someone arson around <laughs> love it absolutely love it um, and just like the way that all the British people like the way that all the people like react in that it's just like yeah. exactly like the British public exactly like when they talk about the the massive slug 
Well, he could have a case of the massive slugs coming back. <laughs> and then all the people were like, oh my God, the slugs are coming back. And then everyone's shouting and like arguing over each other and like getting pitchforks out. And it's just like, oh, chill, man. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, also, one just quick mention, the transformation of, oh my of Wallace God. when you see it. It looks so good, man. Absolutely. Just the level of artistry in that moment, like all the different elements changing, like it starts off with his teeth just popping out and he looks surprised. He's like, oh. And then like yeah. like his ears start popping and all this other shit and it starts growing. Um, what I will say is um, the, the, the actual rabbit model, they had to like search the world to get the right material for the fur. Because the thing is, when you're doing um, physical animation like that, stop motion, you're touching it and you're moving it. So the minute you touch, like, fabric, it leaves an imprint of your fingers and your thumbs. So if you're doing that, the fur's going to be all sort of, like, jumping around and moving in this weird way that will distract you. So they had to find this material that would literally stay exactly the same if you touched it. And, like, apparently it cost them, like, thousands to find it. And they... And the entire production... Like, it took them five years to make the entire film. And during the entire production, they used 2.8 tonnes of plastic. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, how mad is that? But yeah, anyway, what you're saying about the um, the transformation? I interrupted you a bit there. <laughs> well, no, it's just just I just genuinely thought it was like so amazing. I mean, you pretty much covered it. It was. It just looks like so ahead of its time. I've seen transformations done with CG that don't look that good. Yeah, and it's just like stupid. Like how it can be like stripped back to the basics, and you can make something that's so like fucking cool. Basically, what Wallace got me is fucking lit. I'd always take models and stop motion animation over CGI every time. So yeah, you like yeah. it then? <laughs> yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Right, let's crack on. Yeah, right. How to train your drag arm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> uh, it it was it was a lot better than I was expecting. I don't know, just the the style of it. I think always kind of put me off watching it. For me, like I mean, I, I did like the film and I, I and I appreciate the style. But for me, I don't know. There was just something about the way all the figures looked and everything, and like the way that the dragons looked. It felt a bit too like cartoony. I think my, my word is just that style. Like like if you think about like how the Incredibles looks, for example, like there's it's got this like sort of really nice sort of fifties look to it, and all these sort of sweeping like cool backgrounds, and everything's kind of like quite Bauhaus influenced and all this sort of stuff. But yeah. How to Train Your Dragon, the, the overall look kind of looked like an iPhone game or something. It had that kind of vibe about it. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And, and a lot of the stuff didn't, like... Didn't, didn't like, look like it was in the same world. It, it looked like there was, like, quite a lack of consistency in the way things looked. Like, like if you if you looked at all the, all the villagers, all the Vikings, they were fine. I thought that worked. But then, like, some of the dragons, they look... Do you remember that show Bamzuki? Yeah. Some of the dragons look like Bamzuki <laughs> shit. And, and I was just like, it, it, it doesn't the physical proportions of this don't look like it could work? I know it's just, it, it's a cartoon and it's meant to be a bit exaggerated, but, like, it's still got to look like it would exist in that world kind of thing. What I really noticed was, like, the backgrounds were so simple. Like, their, their little island it was so basic... And like they, yeah. and the background of that, where you just see the sea, the endless sort of like horizon of the sea around them, it just kind of looks a bit shit. But the lighting was great. There was moments where there was some really interesting lighting and stuff like that. And I did love the design of Toothless as well. Like they, they, yeah. they really did that well. Like making it be like, oh, I want one. <laughs> yeah, like, and and then you're like, and then the minute like it looks scared or like um or or, or nervous or it's in a dangerous position, you're like, no. Don't hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> so like those so those moments have done really well. It's kind of like um, it was DreamWorks' first big proper like hit, I think, in terms of going in that direction with the the CGI. Weirdly enough, like DreamWorks also worked on Wallace and Gromit. It was like a dual thing mm. with Ardman and DreamWorks. Uh, but um, How to Train the Dragon was their first film of the 2010s. So I think it was kind of like their first, like, 
right, let's fucking go all, all in with this. Let's not make some... Like, cause they made a few, like, CGI animations before that, but they were very sort of just, like, your classic sort of disposable, like, stories. Like, they were just trying to catch up with Pixar with those films, I think. And then it feels yeah. like How to Train Dragon was the first one where they were like, OK, that's pretty that's pretty uh, close to, to Pixar with the story they had. The story was what really made the film work. Also, don't forget about Shrek. How was that, DreamWorks? Oh, I'm chatting yeah. absolute shit then. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I'm chatting absolute oh. shit. I, f- I totally forgot Shrek was DreamWorks. Um, I will say that I do think what you're saying has some through line there because yeah. How to Train Your Dragon kind of it happened in the 2010s and that brought people back to watching Shrek from the start again. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like that it's it's almost like that DreamWorks it has a look, doesn't it? It has a look. I mean, you could say the same about Shrek, but you don't. Do you know what I mean? Because it's Shrek. Yeah, but it's more satisfying in Shrek, I think. Yeah, I know, but you can still you can still like think of instances where the characters look a bit strange and they look like they're moving weird mm. and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I'm saying that DreamWorks, they like they're kind of trying to create their entity, their who they are. It's a bit more simple, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is simple, but it's like. Heartwarming. I mean, what did you think of the story? Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the the story was fucking great. I did really like the story. Yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, that was definitely the thing that made it work as a film. The, yeah, just the whole connection with him and his dad that worked really well. Like the moment where the dad like finds out that he doesn't want to kill the dragons, and then Hiccup's like, "No, please, just let me explain." And her dad's like, "You're not my son." Um, mm. That bit was like fuck. That was like it felt like it had proper. That was a proper bit of drama, and they they didn't try to like sweeten it or tone it down or anything. It was like it was no, like a proper bam slap story beat mm. that works really well. And then again, like the connection with uh, Hiccup and Toothless, that was great. Yeah, because the general story is that there's these Vikings that live on this island and they and the, the the dragons turn up on the island and rub all their food and then so the vikings have to kill the dragons and then there's this little boy called uh, hiccup ends up colliding with this uh, dragon called toothless and then he discovers that dragons are nice and they're just acting in self-defense and they're not out to do anything and you can train them and and tame them and make them fight that idea that you don't need to kill something you can just learn to live with each other that's a really good message um mm. and especially for kids as well like in terms of maybe like um learn about hunting and poaching it, it mm. teaches you that that shit is bad basically uh, and that's mm. yeah I and mean, that's a good thing to teach kids and yeah especially for a dragony sort of fantasy film i was much more on board with it than a lot of stuff i mean if if aragon could be could have been more like that but like balancing the the serious shit with the more light-hearted shit and the whole connection with the dragon like hiccups connection with toothless was exactly what i wanted in aragon and didn't get comparing it to something like aragon it's fucking brilliant it's it's like so mm. much better but yeah like it was just I mean, it was just the odd things in terms of like the stylistic choices and what the other thing i didn't get was why all the, all the adults were scottish and then all the kids were american I was like, how does that happen? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I didn't notice that. that. That I thought that there was a few things like that. Like, there didn't seem to be. It seemed like that whoever's decision it was didn't sort of connect everything. It was like a bit of this, a bit of that. Not sort of any uniform uh, world, which did weaken the the general backstory of that island and and their and their existence. Again, that's not a hugely important part to the story anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Well, what one thing was is worth mentioning is the nod to disability. Really, I mean, basically, Toothless, the night, the night fury is the name of the dragon. When he gets caught in a trap, doesn't he? And he manages to get mm. out of the trap, but he injures himself. And when Hiccup finds him, he has to basically teach him how to fly again because part of his back wing isn't working. And mm. so there's that story, and then also when we get to the end of the film, Hiccup loses part of his leg as well in the fight at the yeah. end. And that is, as well, that was... I liked that. I thought that was one of the smartest bits of the films because yeah. 
it was kind of like I don't, I, don't, I don't know like it just makes you feel a certain way and it's like it's like every victory is not about its loss and it's like ah, oh, like they're like kind of living in the same boat now and now Toothless is going to have to like help him like learn how to walk and learn how to fly again and like that's just like mm. and obviously the other thing worth mentioning is this you've watched the first film of a trilogy of films now and they're actually mm. pretty good and I've watched them all and I think that they're all pretty good films I mean I love like I love those films the main reason that I love those films though is as I read every single one of the books when I was a kid and there was like fucking eight books or nine books I was like those books were amazing they had like all like Viking maps like printed inside and like there were like pages from the How to Train Your Dragon book like from you know the book that they have in the series that was like kind of like the feel of the book and it it was so like it was fucking cool like I just remember reading those as a kid and being like this is awesome I bet you had them uh, Dragonology books 100% yeah and the Wizardology and all of that my sister had them I I had Dragonology only I think actually no I think the Dragonology one might have been mine yeah yeah the Dragonology one was mine I might dig that out actually fancy having a little look at that get stroke that um, yeah fill that the, the, the textured pages the and shit yeah the, the scales yeah. right shall um, we yeah. shall we crack on let's fucking do it level arm yeah were you first last week I think you were yeah let's just go with that anyway you can go first right, this week yeah I'll do it right. I'm pretty excited to hear your level up to be honest yeah okay be- I got it right alright I got it 3 2 <laughs> 1 Okay, so my level up is going to be a live-action film series slash TV series. I can't really be decided on if it should be a film or a TV series. But um, potentially Tom Holland in the main role as Hiccup, I think that could work quite well. Maybe he's a little bit old. Um, potentially maybe worth finding someone else, I don't know. But I like the idea of being it, it being Tom Holland. Um, yeah, basically just do the same story as the film, but beef it up. Make it a little bit more visceral and gritty. I would like to see more of the actual, like, uh, like, a bit more blood and guts in it. Like, when he actually, like, loses his leg, if it's if that scene is a bit more fucked up, I think that would be good. Like, obviously, pitch it for a slightly older audience um, so, you, so you can make those scary bits way more scary. Like, that final dragon at the end, like, seeing a proper, like, like realistic-looking version of that would be fucking mad. Um, and then his dad should be Kurt Russell. Uh, I'd quite like to see Kurt Russell being in that role. Um, and he can be there and he can kill a dragon and say, That's how we do it in a Falcon car wash. I hate that new catchphrase you've got going on. It needs to, not, it needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, mate. I, I, I think that was the only viable way to go with the level up this week for you. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah, probably not like yet. 10 years, maybe. Well, it was weird because the, I read the books and then the films came out when I was kind of like at that age, like when I wanted to see those films. So I started watching the films as they came out and it'll be pretty interesting if they want to catch it right, they'll do it when we're like 40. Yeah. They'll make them. And then it'll yeah. be us interested because we want to see what they've done from when we watched the films as a kid. And then the kids will be interested as well because they'll be like, eh, it's got dragons in it. It's got fucking dragons. Let's go, camp. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good plan. Really good plan. I would have loved to have seen um, a young Jonah Hill as Hiccup's <laughs> best mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that yeah. would have been absolutely brilliant. Like, super bad era Jonah Hill. Yeah. Right, I'm yeah. going to have a tough one this week. Yeah, how the fuck do you level up Wallace and Gromit? Let's find out. I'll level up. <laughs> right, you ready? Mm. Three, two, one. Hit it! One play. Wow. There we go. All right. Okay. So my level up this week is gonna be. I want to see. Uh, just, I want to see another Wallace and Gromit film. Um, I think that's the only way to go. There's no way for me to level up. Uh, Curse of Where So, bang. New Wallace and Gromit film. I want to see them time travel. That's what I want to see. I want to see Wallace create some sort of thing where he can go back and forward in time. We get to see lots of different plasticine cities because they make me so happy. Yeah, and so just 
some sort of conundrum where he creates a time machine, they get stuck somewhere, they end up altering the future, they have to go back to the future, sort it out, then go and so on and so forth kind of thing. Um, but it's just a situation I'd really like to see those characters in, especially Gromit. Because you can imagine him getting dragged halfway around the galaxy, like, for a week at a time, and just like, you know what I mean? Just all of that stuff, you know, like, Wallace going to the moon and being like, jeez, like, like, <laughs> that, that's it for me this week. I mean, it was a really hard level up. Yeah. I think you can agree. There's no very hard level up, but I think I'd like to see more. Is the only level up I can say, and I think that that would be a really cool idea, considering how we've like moved as a society since like the last Wallace and Gromit team. Yeah, I mean, it has been like ten years since we have had a Wallace and Gromit film. The main reason for that is because the guy that played Wallace died a couple of years ago I mean he was fucking old when he was doing the movie in like 2005 so yeah mm. he's he. so they found like a someone that can do like a really good impression of that voice uh, he, he started he took over for the Wallace character like a few years ago when he first started it wasn't quite right but um, lately there's been these Wallace and Gromit DFS adverts and he's, I think he's doing the voice on that one, and, it, and he's got it down now. So I think they were just waiting for him to get it, like, spot on. Before they move ahead and try and make something else. There, uh, uh, there was, like, an announcement uh, a few months ago. It was like, oh, a new Wallace and Gromit thing coming. But it, it was just, like, um, like, a VR phone game where you, like, like where you can... It's, like, it's not the same. We need a film. We yeah. need another film or half an hour short. But we are getting a Chicken Run sequel, so there is that. Yeah, true. So, yeah, that's all i got this week. But now, I guess it's time to move to something a little bit more chillaxing. <laughs> We're going to move over to Christine's Corner. So this week on, uh, this week on Christine's Corner, we asked the question, if... You could only eat one dessert for the rest of your life. What would it be and why? And here is the response. Mince pie and cream. Hot mince pie, double cream poured all over. (laughs) Because why are mince pies seasonal? Dried fruit isn't seasonal. It's filling, (laughs) tasty and nice. (laughs) She's got a point, to be fair. It's not seasonal. I'm a big mince pie fan as well. Like, um, big min- I can mince fuck addict. back a mince pie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the the iced mince pies that they started doing recently. Like, um, mm. I got you into them, yeah, didn't yeah. I? You, you weren't, you yeah, weren't a, a big of fan me. of mince pies. And I gave you one, and you were like, oh, yeah, this is good, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, those, those topped ones, they're good. They started um, selling them in Sainsbury's now. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to hold myself back, because once I start buying them, I get, like, a new pack, like, every week. Yeah, I quite like like this end bit um, of what your mum's written here to be on our like bio somewhere on some sort of social media <laughs> level up it's filling and tasty and nice <laughs> oh that's the t-shirt design I love because it's the little pluses as well she's not written and she's just written plus which makes it yeah. look like an equation which makes it better <laughs> it's filling plus tasty plus nice <laughs> and that equals level up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's your, what is your favourite? If you could, that, that same question. I, I, we, didn't, we didn't ask anyone this week, but anyway. Um, yeah, no one's messaging. Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you probably won't. You probably won't. <laughs> Probably won't. Um, I, for me, my 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 you dessert. So pissed off when you said that. <laughs> no, right, that's sorry, the thing. Yeah. You got you got to goad them into it. You got to you got to act like you're pissed off with them. That's how we treat our fans. We we we're pissed off with them, and that's what makes them like reply. They're like, oh yeah, all right, I'll fucking write in. <laughs> That's the way yeah, we got to go saying? with it. You send it for me. Yeah, what you, you send saying? Right, me. my favourite design is a mince pie. What about that? <laughs> uh, what's um, your favourite dessert? Generally, when I'm looking for a dessert, I look for an ice cream base thing. 
I can I can put up with ha just having ice cream for like weeks and weeks on end. For me with my food, if I've had something recently, I don't want it again, like for a while, I'm kind of like that. So, but with ice cream, it's the one that I can picture like, if I had to eat it one thing for the rest of my life, some, some kind of ice cream. But if I had to narrow it down further than that, I would just say magnums. Like I could eat a magnum every day if I needed to. Like I, I would be well happy to yeah, do that. I, I'm kind, I'm kind of excluding ice lollies from this because I think that's a whole different board game. If I'm ice honest, ice lollies, yeah, ice lollies aren't really a dessert. Yeah, I know, but ice lollies are ice... like ice pops. Like I'm talking like dessert, dessert. I'd say there's a distinction between an ice lolly and an ice cream. An ice lolly is like some juice that's been like yeah, frozen. Yeah, into... no, I get that. I, I get that. But yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is. It's not. I don't. I don't see it as a dessert. Like a magnum is a fucking dessert. Well, it's just an ice cream. You can have it at any point. Right. And I'm saying that uh, I don't want to get involved with. I don't want to be getting involved <laughs> with getting into the realm of ice cream, ice lollies as well, because then that makes my decision so much more difficult. Because right, how yeah, is man going to turn down another Maxibon? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Half cake. Half chocolate ice cream. You see what I'm saying? Like I can't be having that in the mix while I'm like also like delving into other desserts. We're talking like cheesecake, key lime pie, chocolate. I mean, fudge I am cake, a big fan gatto. of cheesecake, but I couldn't eat it for the rest of my life. The cheesecake is a nice once in a while thing. Ah, oh, dessert. I, I mean, do. Apple, you love a fucking apple strudel, bruv. <laughs> I like an apple strudel, I like an apple crumble, but again, they get a bit boring after a few times in a row. Like, tiramisu is pretty high on my list. Oh, I God. do like a tiramisu. Oh, yeah, like pancakes with, like, syrup and shit. That's always good. Syrup and ice cream. Yeah. All right, we'll stick with that for you. Yeah, pancakes then, probably, <laughs> yeah. You sounded really, really, like, turned on when you thought of that. You were like, ooh, yeah, pancakes with, like, chewed ice cream. I haven't had them in so long. That's what's making me, like, mmm. Yeah. I think I'd probably go for a key lime pie. I've never had one of them. Oh, they're so good. They look not so, like, I'm... green and interesting. I'm always like, ooh, yeah. what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's so, like, it's so, what like, zesty. What Lime. I didn't even realise that. Key lime pie. But what? What's the key bit? I don't know what it is. Well, I, I don't cream. get it, but I'm just... I don't know. Like, that's just what it's called, a key lime pie. Right. Well, it's obviously not why. a pie either, though, is it? A pie is <laughs> No, a it's pie. not. It's more of, like, a... Kind of like a... Like a tart, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, or it's, yeah. it's a consistency like, um, like tart, like, I was like, yeah. moussey because I, I couldn't tell if it was like more moussey or more like sort of gelatin sort of vibe. It's kind like, of like in the middle, like jelly. Like, it's kind of like fluffy, but also kind of like it's good anyway. But what I'll just say about desserts on general is I'd always prefer to have some sort of fruit dessert. Like some sort of like yeah. juicy fruit dessert, like strawberries. I do like a lemon meringue. Eaton mess. Yeah, anything. Fuck, how could I forget about eating mess? Oh, eating mess is so amazing as well. But it's just like pavlovas and stuff like that. I would have that any day over like cake and chocolate cake. And I'm not going to lie, I actually don't really like chocolate cake that much, if I'm honest. Like, no. it's so sickly. There's too much of it always, like... And it's always either really fucking dry, really fucking dry, or <laughs> or just, like, too, like... Ah, I don't know. Just, it, it's got... you got always got that sort of melted chocolate layer on the top, and it just tastes like shit. Like... Yeah. Like... You can't beat a fucking um, bar of chocolate. Like, they don't need to do it in a cake. The only chocolate sort of based cake that I can handle is, again, it's like a Black Forest Gatto because it's more sort of juicy and moist. Ice creamy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Safe, all right. Yeah. Well, the, well, better... I was just looking up the key line pie, right? All right, okay, go on. And it, was, it came about in the, in the 1930s. All right, American. Yeah, like that. That doesn't surprise me. That's when they were doing all those nah. sorts of things, like blueberry pie. pie. And, yeah, like when bakeries were sort of bit more like sort of mass mass produced. But apparently, the the key bit is just refer, referring to the type of lime. There's a oh, right, there's okay. an area called the Florida Keys, and that's where the lime plants grew. So it comes from that. Pretty oh, interesting. Right, <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. I didn't know that. 
Well, we'd better crack on, innit? Yeah. Um, he needs to close Christine's corner. And now, we're moving to a close. We're going to close the book, shut the bookshelf, and turn the light off and leave the room. Thank you <laughs> for Christine's corner. <laughs> that literally made no sense. <laughs> oh. Thank you for Christine's corner. <laughs> Thank you for... Uh, did I say close the bookshelf as well? I think I said close the bookshelf. <laughs> Do something that is physically impossible. Thank you for Christine's corner. <laughs> and now, I don't want to do it again. You can, you can mix no, something that, out we'll of keep that. that. We'll keep that. We'll keep that. We'll keep all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's just like the producer in the ear, like, yeah, don't worry, we'll keep it. Move on to the next one. We'll it's keep fine. all Come of on. that. Right. On to the news. Come on, get the right, news. On out. to the news. The news. What's the news? The news at five o'clock tonight. I'm Chris Tarrant. Chris Tarrant has never hosted the news. I know, but I'm Chris Tarrant and I can do anything. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? And then Jeremy Clarkson always goes, Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Where's this guy going off shit again? What have you got? I've sent you all the news. You have all the news. I have all the news tonight. Right, let's have a look. What's going on in the news? <laughs> yeah, it's alright, I got it. Alright, okay, so first thing worth mentioning a Hulk solo movie could finally be happening, potentially. Yes. Um, Marvel Studios have been interested in the relationship and of like the Hulk just in the obviously in the final couple of phases he kind of came through mm. as more of a character um, and he was a bit more integral to the storyline as to where before he was just some angry bloke and they just we got this covered which is a magazine is reporting that Marvel might be in negotiations to finally bring a Hulk movie um, of his own um, Universal Studios has long since owned the solo film rights to Hulk along with Namor the sub the Submariner wow I didn't know that um, wow. and have been hesitant to give them up considering the overwhelming success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, and the relation has been and continues to be problematic that's so interesting I didn't know this and obviously it's it says here it's also hard to put a price on Hulk's solo property rights as this point is considered by how popular Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner Hulk is as opposed to how it was before that does kind of make, make sense why it hasn't happened yet because it's kind of like yeah are they going to make the money back on a Hulk film like yeah does it, does anyone care enough about it the, the idea here is the latest rumour is that Marvel have wanted a solo movie to centre around the World War Hulk storyline okay and so that is when um, all the... That is what, um, in season one, when we had Sam in, that was what he mm. was talking about, when there's just oh, right, loads okay. of Hulks just smashing about. Like, the Hulk kind of serum gets released to everyone and everything, and they're just everything's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so that would be pretty mad. Obviously, we've heard the news that Lashana Lynch confirms that she's basically going to be the next 007 just a little bit disappointed about that personally but I just think they could have gone like so many other they could have like gone all like they should have they should have Nola it. Holmes it like the, the, she should be 008 or something like that like give her her own yeah. series and then it can be appreciated for what it is that's going to completely overshadow it now instead of Oh right, let's just give her her own James Bond series. She's double oh eight. She's we can literally do exactly the same stories as what we were planning, but she's double oh eight, and we then just do that for a bit. And then even if people complain, oh why are they making that instead of just a normal James Bond? It can still be like, well no, it's his own thing. But they cho they've chosen to sort of just they're too scared that it wouldn't have a enough of a following on its own, so they've decided to do it in a way that will piss off the majority of the fan base. Like the people that like James Bond generally are older people that have always liked it and white men. So it's kind of like, it, it just seems like it's going to cause way too much friction for it to actually be um, accepted for what move. it is. She's incredible. She's an incredible yeah. actress, and I would love to see her be a secret agent, but 
like for me, 007 is James Bond, and I don't see why we're why we should change that that system now. But again, it it obviously goes deeper than this. It's not just as simple as that. But mm. I think when I think about it in a broader um, perspective, I'm like, why did you not want to broaden the 007 universe's kind of um, yeah. horizons? Why did we I- like? I would be as a James Bond fan. Like my mum is a massive James Bond fan. She loves it. I've seen them all and I like them. But I'm not like, yeah, like waiting for the next one to come out. Ever since Daniel Craig took over, I've kind of been like, nah, whatever. Yeah, I'll watch it if it's about. Not really bothered. But the old ones, yeah, I like, yeah. You know, like, like there's this perfect opportunity to meet. Who's who's 001? Who's mm. 003? Who's 004? Who's 005? Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got this opportunity to essentially make a fucking task force of the best MI5, MI6, MI7, MI8 agents in the UK and make an awesome film about it or even exactly like you said, branch off into different series and then come back and you've got this amazing film. They could have built such an amazing kind of like thing for... Well, I think that's kind of like what makes the James Bond films feel so old school at the moment. The current, the last few James Bond films have come out it's kind of like it is missing a universe. The, the whole story of James Bond is missing a universe. Like if they branched off into these other places and then came back to James Bond with like a new actor playing James Bond, it was like, oh shit, that's James Bond. Like he walks in at the end of like a last film of, of, of in, some, in one of the other films, and then you announce it's announced that there's this new actor playing James Bond, and you don't see it till right at the end. He goes, the name's Bond, James Bond, and then you would start to give a shit about it again. I think that's that's kind of why like everyone cares so much about the Marvel universe because there's so many different elements to it. There's a Marvel film for everyone in society, no matter what sort of target audience you are, and then you bring it all back into the main original thing again. And yeah, like like you say, like it's that's kind of like a really big missed opportunity. That yeah, that's what I mean. Like there's such a there's such a sweet opportunity to do that, and I just feel like they've just passed it off to try and make the franchise seem like it's diverse when actually I feel like it's in some ways yes but in some ways potentially the opposite of that it does kind of feel like that they haven't thought about it enough and if they could think about it better then it would have it would have been a much more exciting thing if she had her own series as as 008 or whatever I would have been like fuck I'm way more interested to watch that than any other John's James Bond film mm. I want to see her kicking some fucking ass. Yeah, and I think I think the most important thing is it's not it's this isn't this isn't an issue we're having where it's like oh no it needs to be a bloke like I don't I'm not necessarily overly overly fussed in a great scheme of things whatever but it's just like James Bond he's been around for 40 50 years mate 60 years he's yeah. like the, the films that every single film is the same it's the same it's some swoozy kind of very posh very gentleman like bloke swoozing his way around places slipping in and doing things and he's always got the cues giving him gadgets and and he's got the really flash car and everything he says is perfect time and he's got wit and he's got this and he's got that and that's kind of what it stayed like mm. um, and I get that changes like that and like it is very male gaze and I understand that but I just think if you want to create a long lasting piece of cinema you need to really think about your options right now especially with something like James Bond that's been running there's so many films there's like I think there's like 15 or like do you know what I mean like like you need to start thinking about how that's going to translate in the next 10 years like what are you going to do then 100% like it's it's weird because it's like I feel like the studios and the make filmmakers forget that with James Bonds and with Star Wars as well to a certain degree those fan bases want the same film every time yeah. like that's and that and that's all they want so just give them that if you want a chance to do something more interesting make it a universe make the other films in the universe more interesting and trying out different shit that you want to try out and then the the main original thing that is exactly the same every time can still be that. It's yeah, like yeah, I agree. like I don't know why they have to really overcomplicate it and completely change what the 
foundations of it is. If it if they want mm. a fucking boring James Bond film where he's shagging loads of women and going around in cool cars, that's what they fucking want. So like, just make that. Mm. Right, yeah, but you know people are gonna kick off about it. I'm like. I'm like yeah whatever anyway that's why oh, I don't really yeah, think, yeah, either. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the only other real news that I got is that Marvel Studios uh, rumours indicates that Fantastic Four plans are indeed in the works and so that's pretty interesting yeah hopefully the Silver Surfer is coming soon hopefully that paving the way I watched a film with Stanley Tucci the other night and I still stand by my casting. Stanley Tucci is yeah. the as the silver server who would be absolutely incredible. Um, 100%. And yeah, right, we've been going for long, haven't we? We better get on with our um get on with our little Oh them. shit. <laughs> They're the kind of person that round three. This week we're gonna go for who are we going for? We're, oh, we're going for Luther. Uh yeah. Idris Alba's sort of detective character. It's like a BBC drama, if you haven't seen it. He's, he's a very sort of brash guy. <laughs> Such a strange bloke. Yeah, in the stung of a fuck. <laughs> no, doesn't care at all. Okay, yeah, so, right. you ready to... Do, do you have one fired up? <sighs> nah. I need to, I need uh, to get going, I, right. I just thought of one. Right. Um... He's the type of guy that would leave his house with a glass of water and just wander around with it in the street. (laughs) (laughs) He's the kind of guy that... Nah, fucked it. (laughs) He's the type of guy that just has a screwdriver in his pocket at all times. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-tool. <laughs> He's the kind of guy who, what, when watching his son play football, proper gets aggy, goes on the pitch and punches the referee. <laughs> that was it! It was clearly that a foul! Was it. <laughs> yeah. Clearly a foul! Clearly a foul, Ray! What are you doing, Brab? He's the type of guy that will hail a bus by standing in the road and waiting and <laughs> waiting for it to stop. <laughs> He's the kind of guy who would um, drive past you in his Audi and see a big puddle and splash it on purpose. (laughs) He's the type of guy that would work at a window glazing company. (laughs) But he'd be like really aggressive, he'd be like knock on you, like, yeah, I'm here to sort out your windows. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, this one? All right. He's the type of guy that's got one of them Bluetooth speakers that's like the size of a suitcase and just wanders around <laughs> like blasting music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Airplane mode to ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I can he's the kind of guy that has a long standing relationship with his barber. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know like, 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 there was a point where my dad had the same guy cutting his hair for like 30 years. <laughs> and it's like what <laughs> yeah it's John John go down John see John cut your hair oh John just the usual please <laughs> like he's the kind of guy that would go into anywhere he'd not take his wallet out with him and when they ask him for payment it'll just be like I'm Idris Elba <laughs> <laughs> just shrug his shoulders and take it yeah but yeah he wouldn't say I'm Idris Elba he'd just look at him shrug his shoulders <laughs> And walk out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine. <laughs> He's the kind of guy where if he comes to you with a complaint at work, you definitely sort it out for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you're doing anything. Like, be like, yeah, I actually bought this chicken three days ago. Um, I opened it and tasted some. Um, and I found out that it was actually out of date and so I, I regurgitated what I ate put it back in the packet um, and now I'm bringing it back and you will you will replace this chicken and you will also give me my <laughs> money back and you're like yeah man yeah yeah don't worry yeah, I'll just eat that cool. out of that chicken yeah, I'll, don't even worry about that chicken mate I'll just eat it now like don't, don't even worry about it like I'll pay for a new one on my card like don't don't just don't, just don't do anything yeah <laughs> he's the type of guy that would uh, smash his son's Xbox for not doing the washing up 100% 100% he's the kind of guy that would um, hunt you if you went out of his daughter <laughs> hunt you like game 
I, I love this snap idea. your hand off your wrist the first time you shake yeah. his hand. Like Luther just like bouncing around the like <laughs> the, the nightscape of London, like watching. Like, He's the type of guy that would kick his front door down if he forgot his house keys. <laughs> no, I'll fix it in the morning. <laughs> No one's going to come in this house anyway. They know I live here. <laughs> uh, he's the type of guy that would like turn up at your student union and just start playing like really deep like Afrobeat jams. <laughs> he's the kind of security guard that wouldn't let you into the club because you just look weak. Yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> Do you remember when that happened to us? Yeah, they took one look at they took one look at me and Connor, and they're like, "You're not coming in." And it's like, "Why?" And he's like, <laughs> "Don't know. You're just not coming in." <laughs> he's like, "What? We just don't Why?" Want you in here. <laughs> I've still I've still never been in Kongs because of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and Zoo Zoo Bar in Leicester Square, they sort of do that as well. Yeah, they just like look at you and they're like, "Nah." <laughs> That's what they literally do that way. They're like, nah. Mate, don't lie, though. If you were a security guard and you had that power, you'd definitely do that shit. Oh, mate, I'd be abusing it so hard. <laughs> I'd love to see you just go like, nah, to someone. <laughs> if I was on the door, there'd only be like three people in the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I think, I think we'll leave that there, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that came to a natural end there. Um, I see. Then... Just think of one more. All right then. He's the type of guy that would chew firelighters instead of chewing gum. I just wanted to kill your vibe. Sorry. <laughs> Dead air. I just watched your face drop. In about every second, it just went from light just. Less and less and less than you just looking sure at me like... I wasn't sure if the internet had gone or something. Yeah, I know, you were just looking at the screen like... Half of your brain was thinking, you fucker. And the other one's going, oh, I don't know what you were doing there. Right, mate, we're chatting absolute bollocks. We're literally chatting bollocks. Right, mid. Level up after dark, that's what you get. Yeah, when, when, when we level up, like, post-work and other stuff, this is what happens. When that sun goes down, you know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that really weird song Don't Let The Sun Go Down On Me Uh, Vaguely yeah It was on the Now albums It was weird Anyway right uh. um, What else is there to say Make sure you're following us on our Twitter Even though you won't find me on there anymore um, But Dave's still running <laughs> the page sometimes <laughs> Yeah. Instagram is where we're most lit We're always on Instagram Checking yeah, that stuff I'll out I've been putting some more shit up there lately um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'll do more. We got some, we got some bits going there, and also Facebook. Yeah, just, yeah, just drop a us like a on like. Facebook. We've got fuck all likes on Facebook. I know, we have never put anything on there, but mate, if we get some likes on there, might even do a bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, we could do like, some live episodes. You probably won't. Or... So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sweet yeah well that's it from us Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week yeah bye that's how we do it at the Falcon Car Wash see you later bye (laughs) (laughs) sounded funny like that I'm determined to get that going that's how that's how we do it at the Falcon Car Wash bye bye right okay Bye. That's the way you do it at Falcon Car Rush. <laughs> <laughs>